From the heart of Room Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Okay, so for Centro, I thought I would just share something that, uh, oh wait, I forgot. Hello, Summoners, and welcome to League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponder Sea Lion. It's an integral part of the listening experience. Anyways, <laughs> I had something that I thought was funny just happened to me. Uh, I got added by a random, uh, a female user on uh, Skype, and I was like, okay. Uh, I guess, and so I accepted it, and they said hi, and I said uh, hello, and they said so what's up, and I said nothing, and they said hey with two Y's, that indicates they're interested, hey league, thanks for adding me, found your username on the Skype directory, you single? (laughs) Oh, the bot thinks that my name is League of Legends Radio, I, I don't know if it's as funny as I think it is, but I thought it was pretty funny. Just, just, hey, League. <laughs> uh, anyways, it made me laugh. Maybe I'm just weird, but, you know, whatever. Uh, thanks for joining me on this episode of League of Legends Radio. As I mentioned, I am your host, League. Um, <laughs> and uh, this week I'll be talking about uh, how to cut your losses when it's good to uh, just walk away and not try and salvage a situation. So... It's a skill that gets overlooked a lot, and League of Legends is a lot of take and give, so I think it's a really important skill to learn and to talk about. So let's jump right into it. All right, so cutting your losses is, like I said, it's an overlooked skill a lot of the time. People kind of talk about trading objectives a lot of the time, um, but I feel like just knowing when to straight up give an objective to the enemy team is not a topic that gets discussed frequently. And there there are a couple different scenarios, a couple different levels of cutting your losses uh, that exist. The one that I see most commonly as a jungler is there's a breaking point for lanes. And once they have reached that, I don't go into that lane anymore, almost ever, unless I see them tower diving with half health and I can get an easy double kill. Then I'll go up there. But... As far as trying to bring that lane back, I've always been more of the mindset that it's more worth it to get a lane ahead than it is to get a lane even. And that really shows my my jungling playstyle. I will usually camp the lane that's doing well until they are at the point where they can carry the game by themselves. And I just think that that works a lot better personally. I mean... The problem is that the person that's feeding can sometimes lower the team morale, but, you know, it's it's whatever. You kind of learn to ignore people, mute them, etc. So that can be a problem of ignoring losing lanes. But I just feel like trying to get the Riven that's already died twice, the Renekton... It, the Renekton, when I go up there, is just going to double kill us. There's nothing that I can do to help that lane anymore. They dug themselves a hole, and it's going to be very difficult for me to get them out of it. So why would I spend my time trying to get this Riven to be able to survive her lane against Renekton that she just fed when I could go help the mid laner or I could go help the bot lane set something up? 
it is it's really served me well to just cut my losses on these lanes and say okay you screwed up you're done i'm not going to get it's not going to be worth anything for the team for me to go and try and save you uh sky williams actually i think had a video it might have been his that one video where he was biased to junglers i don't know if you guys remember that one <laughs> um but it might have been five reasons why your jungler hates you and he's talking about if you just hit your 10th creep by the 10th minute of the game i'm not going up there to save you and i think i think that's definitely very accurate i mean god forbid you'd be stuck with someone who's hit their 10th creep by the 10th minute but it happens and in, in bronze i've seen my friends have four cs by 6 minutes and i'm just like hey man what if you what if you farmed instead if you farmed instead of trading and it's it's just a tragedy when that happens but anyways that's a tangent and we don't like those on league of legends radio we always avoid tangents and notice that i didn't just go and talk about farming for four minutes i'm getting better that is that is definite concrete improvement i don't care what anyone says that is cause for celebration Woohoo! we love you bondra sea lion my biggest fans um yeah Anyways, I was talking about a topic. But yeah, I, I feel like it's just very rare that I'll go to a losing lane. It just it doesn't seem like a good use of my time. Because I'd rather have a 3-0 and Katarina on my team than a 2-2 and Riven on my team. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, I really don't see how getting someone even is going to, in the end, benefit the team more. Because... Chances are that the enemy's already going to have a huge CS lead on them. So, you know, say that that Riven is 0-2. and two, You go and kill the enemy Renekton twice. Well, okay, you get the shutdown gold, and then you get the gold for another kill. But if the Renekton was up by 50 CS when you did it, it's very rare that the Riven's ever going to catch up to him and farm and ever going to truly bridge that deficit of gold that she's at. And... I, Usually people who lose lane, unless they're just getting super hard camped by the enemy jungler, which is rare, although I did play against a Renekton when I was playing Irelia, I got counterpicked, uh, and I played against a Renekton Nidalee who were duo, uh, the Nidalee jungle, and basically the Renekton would just shove me under the tower, stun me, Nidalee would spear me when I was stunned, and I would just get 100-0 to zero comboed under my tower that happened at like level three and then it continued to happen for the rest of the game i will not take too much responsibility for feeding that game as there was almost nothing that i could do about it um except for have my jungler camp my lane but that the cases of that are rare and even if you get camped you shouldn't die to every gank if you keep dying to ganks and i'm guilty of this so i'm i'm gonna just straight up be honest i die to ganks all the time because i suck at warding um, but it's, it's my fault. <laughs> I'm not trying to claim otherwise. I'm a really easy target to gank because I like to push the lane and not ward like a scrub. And then everyone realized why he jungles, but it, yeah, I, I, I don't really have much more to say. Just don't die a lot when you're laning and I'll probably help you at some point, but n know that having your lane be pushed up to your tower is not going to get me to gank you 
if you're already losing super hard and we're just going to get counter ganked or we're just going to get 2v1'd because that that doesn't really scream good idea to me. Um, and, you're, and you're just on your own at that point. Uh, but let's talk about the main thing that people think of, and that's objectives. Objectives are where the term cutting your losses is most frequently used. It's what we really think of when it comes to cutting your losses. And I think that this is a somewhat underappreciated art of knowing when you can't contest something. So here's an example that I'm sure you guys have all you've all been in this game. So the enemy has just rotated, taken two of your inhibitors and killed one or two people. Maybe help, you know what? We'll say even your whole team is up. Okay, well, you still have two inhibitors down. Baron is up on the map. Enemy team is obviously going to go for Baron. The reason that they're obviously going to go for Baron is there's no real way for you to steal it. I mean, it's a bit more... The the possibility of stealing it is a lot better if you're on purple team um, because you can jump over that wall instead of having to enter through the opening where, you know, their whole team is. <laughs> they're not going to have as... It's not going to be as easy for them to peel you off, but... Basically, if you're a blue, oh god, basically, basically, ah, if you're on blue team, you're screwed, and there's no way you're gonna steal it. But besides the hero, jump over the wall, smite it. There's no real way for your team, as a team, to contest the Baron because you have to deal with the super minion. So, what happens if you do try and contest the Baron? Well, if the enemy team is smart, or you know has any brain cells, they're just gonna get off the Baron and turn to fight you. Even if they lose that fight, if they were ahead enough to get two inhibitors, they're probably not going to lose the fight, first of all, unless Baron did a lot of damage to them beforehand, in which case they're stupid. Um, but if they do lose that fight, it's probably still going to be close, unless you get some kind of perfect Wombo combo. But the thing is, even if you win that fight, you really can't stay to do the Baron, unless you have, like, Trindamir, Nidalee, or something. Someone who can do two-man it. And that's only if you get a clean ace, because you need people in the base stopping the super minions. So basically, the only way that you could successfully get this Baron is if you clean ace a team who just took two of your inhibitors, and you have a team that can two-man Baron while the rest of the team defends the base. That doesn't sound likely to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that happen, but I, I truly don't know if I've ever seen that so, realistically, what you have to do is just let the enemy team have that Baron. It's going to be really hard for you to do anything once they've got that Baron. They're probably going to take your third inhibitor, but it's better than getting aced and losing the game right after. Or, the other option that I didn't mention yet, is they just peel off the Baron and they just wait. Because you've got two waves of supers pushing in. They're going to kill your Nexus Towers very quickly, so you're going to have to have someone to defend that. Well, someone recalls, fight becomes a 4v5, it's unwinnable. Your team has to either disengage or they're going to die, and then you lose the game. There's just really no feasible way that that, that, that contesting it goes well. And I mean, you might even lose Nexus Towers just during the Baron fight. It, it's just, it's really not feasible for you to do anything about it. And that's why you have to cut your losses. Cutting your losses is really more important when you have to, when there's nothing you can do, because a lot of teams dig themselves holes by trying to overextend what they're actually capable of, 
and then they end up getting more behind because they tried to make that play. So if your team, your team will have to turtle really hard if you lose that Baron, but the al- the realistic alternative is losing right then and there when you inevitably get aced or the super minions backdoor your base. Those, that's really what you've got. <laughs> you don't, there's no real scenario in which you win there because you just can't. There's too much being pressured on the map for you to be able to stop all of it. It's kind of like um, if you guys have ever seen in cartoons when they're in like the paddle boat, paddle boat, and they're trying to the the boat keeps springing a leak and they keep trying to plug it with their fingers, and then eventually there are like a million holes in the boat and they can't plug all of them. That that's kind of what overextending what you're trying to do is. There's no way that you can stop every leak on the map. You have to choose which leaks you're going to actually stop. So you have to stop the super minions from, you know, destroying your nexus turrets. That's what you can realistically commit to stopping. You can't stop every single thing that they're going to do. You just can't stop the Baron. There's no way for you to do it. Teams that try and stop that Baron 98% of the time lose the game right then and there. Now, to be fair, probably about 70 to 75% of those teams lose afterwards when the enemy team has Baron, but, I mean, that's still a hell of a lot better chance than you've got than if you were to just run up there and throw yourselves at it and kill yourselves. That's not how you win a game. The other, another one that I want, another scenario that I want to talk about, because that's enough of that one, is outer turrets in the mid-game. <sighs> mid and late game I should say stop trying to defend the outer outer turrets once the game is past the 30 minute mark there's just really no point in trying to do that you're gonna get almost nothing out of it I mean sure if they've got their 80 carry split pushing down there by themselves by all means go send your assassin to kill them that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about teams they're grouping up, like in that, you know what, in that scenario that we just talked about, we'll, we'll actually extend that a little bit. So, they had taken your top and mid inhibitors, but they hadn't touched your bot lane at all. Well, now they want to go kill your bot lane because they can't really siege inside your base, so they're just going to go take the free gold on the turrets that are over there. So many times, teams will try and defend at the inner or outer turret, and there's just no feasible way to do that. Turrets fall way too quickly late game for you to be able to do that. You have to wait until they get to your inhibitor turret. It, teams will just go and defend these turrets for no reason, and you know usually someone's pinging them back because that's stupid, and so they're not grouped up as a team, and then they just get picked off and die, and then the game is over after that. That's why you don't defend those turrets. Even if you make a full team effort, you are not getting any benefit from that turret. It's going to die in half a second if their whole team is hitting it. Okay. We'll be realistic. That turret is going to die in four seconds if their whole team commits to killing it. You just... It's its not worth it. It really is not worth it. It's not providing any... Anything late game. I mean, it's a useless turret late game. It doesn't do anything. Don't defend inner and outer turrets against teams that have Baron or when the game has gone on for a super long time and they're trying to push it down. Go trade for something else on the map if you can. Or just get ready to defend your inhibitor. That's what you should do. It's stupid to do anything else than that. 
I get really annoyed when people try and, def- try and defend those turrets because it's just not going to happen. I mean, why team fight there? It's going to be the exact same scenario in five seconds, but in a way better spot on the map for you. It, it doesn't make any sense. You don't gain anything at all by doing that. So that's my rant on that. But yeah, it, inner and outer turrets late game don't mean anything. They're useless. They don't do anything. It really doesn't matter. All they're doing is maybe slowing down a split pusher. It, it, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Just don't do it because that'll bother me. Um, And this next one, this next point that I have on this kind of applies to bot laners, but it, it applies to everyone, but especially to bot laners. It's in a team fight, figure out when you can and can't save anyone. If If you and another guy are running for your life, and they end up CCing the other guy, and you're both on half health, and they have more people than you, just keep running. Don't try and CC the enemy and save him unless you really think that you can. Don't feel obligated as a support, especially. Supports do this shit all the time, and it's stupid. Don't feel obligated to save your AD carry in every scenario. Yeah, you might get flamed, but if there was nothing that you could have done there and you still went in and tried to save him, and then you both died, you're going to get flamed anyways. It doesn't matter. You can't win. If he gets caught by the hook, and there's nothing you can do about it, don't try and save him. Just leave. Because one person dying is way better than two people dying. And like I said, you can't win. Either you're going to die and get flamed, or you're going to run away and get flamed. Whoop-de-doo. Pick your poison. It doesn't matter. It... uh, I get really... Yeah. A lot of... I didn't realize this was a topic that bothered me so much when I see people trying to do things that they just can't realistically do. I guess that has some sort of triggering effect on me. I'm not really sure why. That's really interesting. I didn't know that about myself, but (laughs) I don't know. I guess I equate it with stupidity, which I find annoying, but oh well. Who knows? Who knows? The thing about cutting your losses is that it's a very simple concept. One especially the way that I just illustrated it. One person dying is better than two people dying. Um, It's a lot more complicated in practice. You know, a Baron to the enemy team is better than losing the game outright. It, though, It's very simple when you put it like that, but it comes down to knowing your limits, knowing your limitations, and understanding how the map in League of Legends works and understanding how to play it. Because veteran players almost will never try to contest that Baron. Because they've seen that scenario dozens of times, and they know how it ends. The team that contests the Baron dies, and then they lose after that. So they've they've learned through repetition that you don't contest that Baron. You just give it to the other team, and then, you know, once every couple times, you will get a comeback and you'll get a victory off of it. So it does come partly from experience. It comes from watching pro streams, watch what they do in certain scenarios because a lot of the scenarios is something that I firmly believe. Even though every game of League of Legends is different, a ton of the scenarios that you see are recurring and universal. So two inhibitors and the enemy team takes Baron, that's recurring, that's universal. All of you will see that if you play more than 300 games. Guaranteed. You probably don't even have to play that many. It's just, it's gonna happen. And 
a lot of League of Legends is understanding what to do with those scenarios. A, a lot of League of Legends is just... A lot of being good at it is just play more League of Legends. <laughs> and people hate that advice. But I don't think there's any amount of streaming that you can watch. I mean, yeah, I recommend streams for learning. It's it's a different level of gameplay, and you can learn a lot from it. But at the same time, no amount of watching streams, no amount of YouTube guides, no amount of anything will, you know, make up for not playing League of Legends. If you don't play League of Legends, you're going to suck. And that's the simple fact of it. And I mean... You know, sometimes you will play League of Legends and you'll still suck, but that's a that's a topic for another time. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's any... What's the word? Substitute. Oh, thank God. I was going to kill myself if I couldn't come up with the word. There's no substitute for experience, and that's what cutting your losses is all about. It's, it's situational awareness. It's... Uh, what do I want to say here? God, why do words escape me? Situational recognition. I think I just came up with a new phrase coined by Ponderous Sea Lion. You guys heard it here first. But anyways, situational recognition. You've been in most situations before. You've been with the guy who got CC'd running away while you're both at 50 health. You've been in that position before. So... You just have to see what happened the last time. The last time, you probably tried to save him. Because it's a natural instinct for you to not want to give the enemy team any gold. So you're going to do whatever's in your power to save him. Well, the first four times that you save him, or try to save him, I should say, you're going to realize that it doesn't work, and it just gets the enemy team more gold, and then you'll start to change your ways. You have to recognize these situations and be able to play them correctly in the way that will cause minimal damage to your chances of winning the game. And by playing a lot of League of Legends, I think you will see a lot of these scenarios unfold, and you'll better be able to grasp what you're supposed to do. Sadly, it's that time again. When uh, when the lights go down, and uh, we turn off the, the League of Legends radio s- studio. What? Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, as always, I appreciate the downloads. I appreciate the support. And, yeah, I guess, remember, guys, I, I want to talk about topics that you guys are interested in. And, I mean, hopefully I do that already. <laughs> but if there's anything that you feel that I haven't covered, uh, just feel free to send me an email or a tweet, and I'll either point you to an episode where I did cover it or I'll take it under consideration to do an episode about it because I don't expect, you know, all of you to have listened to all 55 or 56 or however many episodes there are because that would be dumb. I'm not going to be like, oh, I already did this in May of 2015. Why didn't you already listen to it? Plus, it was all probably way more painful to listen to if it came out in May of 2015. But, you know, that being said... Um, if I think that I did a good enough job, uh, covering something, then I will point you in the right direction. Or if you have a question about something and I'll be, go back and listen to the the episode, the episode, and I'll be like, yeah, maybe I should redo this one. (laughs) Uh, then I will definitely do that because, uh, 
think I'm a little better at this than I was when I started, or at least that's what I like to think. But uh, you people who just, like, found out about it in the last two months, and you go and, like, listen to everything, you guys are crazy, okay? If you're listening to all my old shit, you guys are crazy. Uh, the best kind of crazy, but you're still crazy, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> um, anyways, as always, I'm gonna beg for five-star reviews like a whore, but, um... I would like some five star review, you know. It should be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. Um anyways, follow me on Twitter at LO Legends Radio. It wouldn't really be a ponderous C line outro if I didn't, you know, plug my Twitter. But as always, thank you guys for listening on Ponderous C Line, and I'll catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.